everybody, this is Keegs from Here's a Podcast here at Happy Now. Welcome to episode 82. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening. And a huge thank you to all of our listeners who chose to donate to Brett Keating's uh, marathon run to get Mitch to protect voter rights. It was incredible. It really surprised us in a great way that as many people voted, voted, well, hopefully voted, but also donated um, as you did. It um, One, it means a lot to us to be able to help Brett, um, and it meant a lot to us that that people would donate just out of the goodness of their hearts and saw worlds mix in a really cool way. So huge thank you to all of you. If you did donate, this is an important note. You'll notice that Brett had to refund your donation on Venmo. He probably sent you a note along with that. For those of you who, like me, don't know how to read, basically what happened is uh, Brett raised so much money. Um, he, if he had donated, if he had donated all that money via Venmo to these campaigns, he could have uh, gotten in trouble for alleged fraud. Um, so instead, a much safer, 100% legal way to donate is through an active blue campaign. So all of your money went back to you. Nick and I have done our donation match to this Act Blue campaign. We hope that you will do that as well. You can find that at our Instagram. Here's a podcast. You're happy now. No punctuation, no question mark on Instagram. The link is in our bio. So it's a, you can just give the exact same amount. You can just put your credit card in there. Just follow that link. It'll be easy peasy. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. We know Brad appreciates it too. And the people whose rights are being protected appreciate it as well. Only person who doesn't appreciate it, Mitch McConnell. Today's episode is an exciting one. We are diving into parenthood, just the scope of it, the timing of it, something we've never dove into before. But I think we're now looking more at the social aspect as opposed to typically we're looking at the medical aspect or more appropriately, the anatomical aspect of it. So we're, we're giving you a break from the, from the you know, the ooey-gooey stuff about birth, and now we're just going into what it means to be a parent. We're then going to dive into some new stuff. We're going to dive into some Reddit content. We'll be doing nerd keys around the new Borat film, and that's about it. We hope you enjoy the episode. What's up? It's Nick. It's Keegs. It's Here's a Podcast. You're happy now, your favorite podcast about everything and nothing. Welcome to episode 82. 82. Ochentai dos. <laughs> I almost forgot how to introduce us, and I definitely may have forgotten how to say 82 in Spanish, because it's been a minute since we did an episode. We've been a little off schedule. Uh, what we're doing right now is we're trying to think a little outside the box. Obviously, we've done 82 episodes. It's, it's, I mean, it's a miracle. It's a, it's a miracle. It's a lot of episodes. A miracle of, it's a miracle of life. It's a miracle of podcast life. And we've been first. We've been a witness to it. We've been, we've been drawing that. We've been pulling that baby out a leg at a time. And it's, it's been beautiful. It's been beautiful. It's been terrifying. It's been all the things that, that we fear and love about childbirth. Uh, but here we are, and so I think we're trying to think outside the box a little more about what we're doing uh, with every episode, and so it takes a little longer at some points. We're trying to get back on schedule. Here we are, episode 82. Welcome. Here you go. How are you doing? Here we go. Um, big week this week. A lot of things going on, a lot of news. We're not doing a lot of news in this episode, however, but we do have something. I got something in my brain, Nick. I got something in my brain. But before we get to that, I do want to give a huge shout out to everyone who donated to Brett. He ran his marathon. He did not die. He did. His brain did not explode. He did not overhydrate. If anything, he may have underhydrated. But he had a great crowd rooting him on. Um, with our help, he raised a, over eleven thousand dollars, and I believe a thousand, over a thousand, that was from Happy Him listeners. And so, big shout out to you guys. I, I, I will speak for myself, Nick, but I imagine also for you. I was incredibly impressed that we actually had people who donated. Oh, a hundred percent. I did. I pretty much expected that you and I would be doing. Just individual donations as our match, and no one else would have donated. And like, yeah, because it would have been a little embarrassing in front of Brett. You, you guys know? are cheap fucks. We know yeah. how cheap you are. But we know how cheap you are. You showed up. 
You did. You showed up. You showed up big, and it was. I mean, it was awesome. It really. It made me not. It wasn't about us, but it did make me feel warm inside to know that people were doing that and are well, good people, and we've got good good people listeners. Yeah, I think it's just reassuring right now. What like the elections two weeks away now? Yeah. People want to help. People want to do the right thing. That made me feel yeah. good. That our our people are those people too. Yeah, it made me definitely made me feel the most optimistic I've felt probably since the third Lord of the Rings movie came out. Moving on. So we are in my brain of the week. This one is fresh in my brain for a number of reasons, but it also, it's one of those ones that just popped into my brain. I was just riding my bike. I was trying not to hit any of my brother geese out there and it just popped into my head. <laughs> and then brother I realized goose. how timely, how timely it was. Every time I pass the guest, I go, hey, what's up, brother goose? Watch out, brother goose. And uh, it's popped in my head and it's, we are at the age where more and more of our friends are becoming parents. Um, because of our listener, mostly male listeners, a lot of you are fathers. There are fathers out there. I, I don't. I mean, I guess now we know one or two people that are mothers, but really, it's like I know the guys, and they are now having kids. Right. Um, and it's normal. Like there are some guys where I am not surprised by that. Right? I think they're typically older guys that I didn't grow up with. But there's exceptions to this rule. I'm, what I'm trying to say is, there are some people where you're like, yeah, that guy's a, that guy's a dad. There are other people where I'm thinking about them, and I'm like, oh, my friend so-and-so. And And I'm like, oh, my God, that guy has a kid. You know, I forget that they have a kid. And my what was in my brain was like, at what point is it no longer going to be like my friend, oh, fuck, he has a kid. What point is it going to be my friend as a kid? And I think it has to do with, my theory with this, I'm just going to go right into it. I'm ready. It has to do a lot with the kid's age. Okay. Not that anyone's hanging out with anybody right now, especially not if you have a little kid running around. But what I think it has to do with is, like, for a while, a baby is just like an accessory. It's like a nice bag, you know? They come over, they put the bag on the couch, right? Or, like, on the cushion. You look at the bag. You look at the bag, right? You pick up the bag, you weigh the bag. Nice bag. You weigh the bag, you poke the bag. Okay, you joke, you, you... you put the bag in the sink. Oh, the bag doesn't go in the sink. No, no, no. The bag doesn't go in the sink, you silly goose. You silly. You, <laughs> you you look at the bag, right? You appreciate the bag. And the bag's, but the bag the bag is a bag. And the bag stays on the couch. It stays on the cushion. And that's it. And then they pick up the bag and they leave. You talk about the bag a little bit. But the bag's just there. It's just sitting there, right? And every once in a while, the bag might fall over. And then you, you pick it back up. Or the dog's fucking with the bag. You're like, don't fuck with the bag, dog. But at that point, it's just the bag. At what point does the bag become a baby, right? Or a kid? And I think that happens when that kid can start, like, starts doing shit on its own. Like, and I know that just, you're like, well, obviously, Keegan. But I think it's like, your friend comes over and the kid, like, knocks over a lamp. And you're like, did my friend do that? Did his partner do that? No, no. The third party did that. The fucking once a kid is its own agent of chaos who comes in and fucks my shit up. That's where I'm like, oh, this guy's actually, these guys are parents. Yeah, it's like when you, it's like dating, you know, when your roommate's dating someone. In the early stages of dating someone, I notice this. This is, a, I mean, it's true with both, um, you know, the boyfriends and the girlfriends I've been around, or the, just the ladies and the, and the whoever's in the apartment. That that early stage, they're just like they're just an accessory, right? It's like the prison, the little pocket. They're just, they're just holding the pocket, getting pulled around. You come you over late at night, you enter the room, yeah. Yeah, they come out, they come out, you come out for water, they come out for water. Or, like, you come out for water, you see them through the door, okay? 
You come out and sit on the couch in the morning. They come out and sit on the couch in the morning. And it's like that. And at that point, you're just like, who, what is this person? Like, it's just an extension of your, of your friend. It, then you get to the stage where it's like, suddenly that person's using your cup. You know? And no one gave them that cup. They took that cup. Right. You know? They made a smoothie and they put it in your cup. Agency. When, when, when the entity yeah. starts taking, yeah. Yeah. When it's, when it's no longer like you're offering them a cup of coffee to be nice. They're like, hey, I made coffee. And you're like, well, who the fuck are you? What's who the fuck are you making coffee in my house? And that is what I think about the kid thing, bringing it back. Yeah, I think there's a point, and I don't know what age that is. Maybe it's I don't know. Very, you know what? The funny thing is, is we have un, we could have interviewed someone for this. Oh, for sure, but that would have been too responsible. No, we're I, we're we like secondary sources. We don't like primary sources. Primary, they're so boring. It's hard yeah, to spin a primary source, you know. Yeah, it's very hard to spin a primary. Well, yeah, I think. A good another dividing line would be like you know when you like are on Instagram and you see like the pictures of people like partying in Montauk at those like two outdoor bars or whatever and there's always yeah. the babies wearing headphones. Mm-hmm. I think the minute the kid is too old to wear the baby headphones, that's when you become a parent. Where it's like, oh, we can't just like truly continue to live our like party life because this yeah. two year old just threw his shoes off the balcony, you know, or right. something like that, or like yeah, could really you know could really damage themselves. Where it's like if you can stick headphones on something and just like oh, i can't hear so it's just gonna sleep forever that's not really a kid i mean obviously right. like having a baby is very difficult but i not think not as hard as having a puppy not as hard as having a puppy obviously we already went through that um, already proven that yeah but you know then i think it hits like two years old or whatever and start running and has thoughts and then you're fucked then you're a parent yeah then you're not really our f- dark then thoughts. you're not our friend anymore it's also yeah yeah sorry <laughs> we'll see when we have kids yep the the other thing is because I've like FaceTimed with guys you know I had a, a, a listener and a good friend of mine who had a had a baby and we FaceTimed at the beginning of summer and it was just like oh wow he's showing me the bag right I'm like that's crazy bag he's like this bag is fucking crazy the bag right. just it's just a crazy bag and you're like cool put the bag we can talk now and then you kind of make fun of the bag a little bit it's way different when suddenly you're like all right put the bag down and then the bag fucking like goes and turns on the phone. stove yeah you know like turns on the propane you're like the bag is gonna burn this fucking <laughs> it's gonna burn my home down so i don't know what age that is i think you're right baby headphones come off i think you can also accelerate it as soon as you have another kid it doesn't oh, yeah. matter what age the first kid is as soon as you have another one what it's a one bag household as soon as you have two bags you're a bag person you're a yeah parent. It's no longer like, oh, we got a puppy or a cat, where it's like, all right, this is like a fun a fun thing for you guys, but like it also shouldn't right. run your life. Once you get two, you're like, that's too many. Yeah, and it's one of those scary things where like, I've got good friends, and, and if you're listening to this, let's let's talk. Because it is scary, where I think it is one of those parts where life really starts to move super quickly. It does not, it is less weird than I thought to have someone tell me we're expecting. I'm like, that's amazing. Cool, uh, good for you. But I think, and I mean, obviously it's a little strange, and I'm always like, wow. You I think know? your friends might be a little older than mine in some cases, but continue. Yeah. I mean, like, so, like, if I grew up with someone, if you told me you were expecting, I would I would be flustered. Yeah, and I, ex- I would hope. Ex- I, that I was the question I was going to ask you. I expect you to tell me that you're trying. I expect you to give me good, I expect you to tell me that you're thinking about trying. Like, I want to be on that level of conversation so that I can decide whether I grant permission or not. Are you talking about me specifically or you as one in general? You specifically. Yeah, okay. Because I thought, I was thinking about this before and <laughs> and I was trying to think like, 
Well, not in relation to what like what you would think, but I feel like it says a lot about the life stage we're at. This is taking a different direction. If you when you told me you were thinking about this sort of theme, do you mind if I take that tangent for a second? You always do this. I always do, so I'm going to. Which is like we're at this weird age of like almost thirty, where there's a really stark life stage divide of like people who are like getting their shit together and getting married and having kids and then people like us who are not doing that and i recently had a conversation with a friend who remained nameless who like sort of walked me through the like yeah like we are thinking about having kids in like the next year or two because like let me back out the timeline for you how this all works and it was like well yeah i guess that's the timeline of your life like you better get moving on it and i was thinking keys specifically between you and i like if that person friend calls their mom and is like, we're pregnant, like we're going to have a kid. I think she would react like, oh, that's awesome. I'm so excited. If I called my mom and was like, hey, we're having a baby. My mom would flip out. She'd be like, that is so irresponsible. What a stupid thing. And it's just like, me and this guy are the same age. Yeah. And yet it is like, and the thing that it reminded me the most was the only other moment in my life where I felt like, oh man, like me and these other kids are the same age, but we're at very different times in our life was eighth grade rec baseball, where it's mm-hmm. like, there's a moment where some of the kids start going through puberty and get way better at sports. And some of the kids like me stay bad at sports and haven't gone through puberty yet. And even though right. I'm, you know, 13 and they're 14, there's a huge difference between that. And that's, I don't think there's any other time like that other than now, like the difference between 28 right to 29 and 30 and yeah. you know like in 31 it's not far and some of us some of us go through puberty at 22 and it's too late to be good at sports yeah and, you know, if you called your mom and told her ghost. you were having a baby what would she say i i mean i well I, obviously our situations are slightly different because mine would be like almost certain well mine for sure at this point would be a, a kid with a woman i had just met well say um, you were in a relationship for like a okay, year okay, or two. okay 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 fair 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 then she'd react better than if i told her if i called her i was like mom what's up hope the house isn't burning down can you send me my ballot also look i'm gonna be a dad um she'd be she i think she'd be psyched but i think she'd only be psyched because she's so worried about me you know, like not having a purpose that she'd be like, cool. Like, he should. yeah, she'd be like, this might work. <laughs> like this might stick. <laughs> I feel like my mom would be like, we need to start problem solving right away. Yeah. 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 Right. I right. don't mean that in like this, abortion territory. I mean, like, I think my stepmom would do that too. Yeah. You know, like a good way. I'm not, if you're listening, Trish, which you're, I've explicitly told you not to. She's amazing. She's my mom. But it, she, I think she would maybe approach it. Like, are you sure you want to do that? Right. And I'd probably take it super personally because I'd be defensive and I wouldn't know if I wanted to. Then you're, you're having a spite baby then. Then I'm having a spite baby and don't push me. Do not do not push me to do it because I will do spite it. Spite baby. All I wanted to say was I think it's interesting when you brought this up. Like you and I think about this like we're still teenagers. How do we decide when our friends are parents? Where I think our parent think, yeah, friends would be I like, I think we're, that's a broader narrative that at some point we'll have to address. <laughs> maybe in therapy. <laughs> yeah. Like I know I'm a parent because I had a child and I'm an adult now and like I can balance multiple things, you right. idiots. I think we're really we're in a very brief stage where we can still make fun of our friends who are having kids before it's we're just like those guys who are making where everyone's just like those guys are losers. Grow and, the fuck I mean, up. honestly, I think probably the majority of people like that group that's just looking at us being like those guys are still talking has just grown steadily since we were twenty three. Yeah, but I think we're getting really close to the the point where it's gonna be. It's already the majority. Oh, like you guys are but, still doing that thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like oh, they really haven't done anything different. No. But 
What are you going to do? But I do think you're you're right. Like, one thing that people didn't tell us, right? You, they always talk about the five-year reunion, the 10-year reunion. They really don't tell you that just when you hit this age, like right after your five-year reunion, you just are living a five-year reunion for the rest of your life. Yeah. Like, I think until everyone has a kid, suddenly you're in the stage of like, you hit your five-year reunion, you're like, oh, that guy's got a sweet job. That girl's married, you know, that guy's doing this, she's doing that, whatever. And then you come back from that. Like, we came back from our five-year reunion to a text of our friend having skipped five-year reunion, being like, hey, I'm getting married. And then after that, it's just like, they're getting married, you're having a kid. Have you had a kid yet? Are you? Do you even have a girlfriend? Are you fucking lose? Like, it's just, we're in that forever now. And we're yeah. at the stage, I think, at the point I was trying to make way earlier, it's just, like, if I have a friend... A good, I have a good friend of mine, like in high school, who had a kid, a really good friend of mine. But now, if I don't talk to him for a year, and like, let's say I see him, and the next time I see him is a year and a half from now, now he's got a two and a half year old kid. <laughs> That's why. And it's just like, I went from seeing you at your wedding to now you've got a two, now you have a creature that like depends on you for life and has hair. This bag's grown feet. That's that's super scary. That's that freaks me out so much. I don't know how we get anyway. there. Not to, not to bring this, not to bring this sentimental, but or uh, existential. I don't know how we get yeah. there. Maybe we will. Me neither. I expect I, the point. The point stands. You, you give me fair warning. Oh, for sure. I, w- I would hope the same for you. Honestly, I'd hope the same for all of my close friends. Like you can't, you can't <laughs> yeah. hit me with like, no the more fa- surprises. No, it's selfish. It's really selfish to surprise. I, I think I a kid surprise. I like when we both hold our fingers up to each other at the same time. <laughs> hold on one second. <laughs> I, I really do think, like, and I mean this, and this is such a personal thing, and so I'm sorry. And, like, if you're listening to this and you, and even if you think I'm mentioning in, the, in this, I, every surprise up to this point has been fine, right? I'm done with the surprises. I feel like of the friends that have made big life decisions, only one of them has given me a heads up. And this is so selfish, and I, I'm 100% open about that. I expect more of a heads up. One for like five is a terrible percentage. I need like a heads up on big life, like a proposal, a pregnancy, whatever it is. I would just like a heads up because I can't, I can't keep getting blindsided like this, guys. Yeah. You I mean, know? call me a real follower, but like what was nice about like living with a bunch of guys in college was like, oh, like, man, our roommate's really applying for jobs hard, huh? Like maybe we should apply for jobs. <laughs> And now we don't get right. that anymore. We don't get that. Like, wow, I guess he's really thinking about getting married. Like, is that something yeah. I should, you know? So I guess we just got to think for ourselves. But that's way. never in my strong suit. Oh, yeah. Or think for ourselves. I was yeah. going to say, get closer. Or we should get closer. <laughs> I'm very good with that. Do not Hive grow. mind. Do not grow. Yeah. Moving on from In My Brain of the Week. That was a great one. Thanks for participating, Nick. Thanks for listening, guys. We are going, one of the, my favorite things about this podcast, and one of the things we are best at is giving advice. We gave, most recently, terrific advice. Well, we gave great advice to Brett, saved his life. We also gave terrific advice to our longtime contributor, Agent Red, about whether you should play professional rugby or break up with his girlfriend. And he, we will say, he chose to play professional rugby, and I think maybe also managed to stay in a relationship. I'm not sure about that, because I think he'd be more likely to share news of him going back to professional rugby than breaking up with his girlfriend. Which, you know, maybe he and I should have a talk about that. But a testament to that, we gave him great advice, made a great decision. We're very excited for him in his future. He's very, very strong. It's like a human stake. He's very big. I didn't know that. He looks like a buffalo. The the one downside is we are great at giving advice. No one asks us for advice. Right. Super fucked up. Since we did our advice episode, obviously, we haven't gotten a lot of calls for it. I don't know why. 
So we're taking matters in our, into our own hands, something no podcast has ever done before. We are going into the Am I the Asshole slash R relationship section of Reddit, and we're diving right into it. So you didn't know you were going to get this. It's like open a pack of Oreos, and you got some you got some crazy stuff in there. You got some M&Ms in, the, in that Oreo. I will say, we're not just like spraying and praying, though. Like this is, you know, this is, we're going for on brand. Here's a podcast. Yeah, I've been, I've been, stories. There's this a has been a long, this has been a long time development in all yeah. honesty i've been i've been scanning these sections and these accounts for months yeah collecting the the most on-brand ones so this wasn't this has been planned this has been planned we didn't know we were going to roll out today but we are we're going to do a few of these today we're probably going to bring in our romance crew to dive more into it obviously these are all coming from the reddit um all coming from the twitter accounts for am i the asshole and uh reddit relationships so shout out to those accounts you can give a follow and you'll get all of these and more they're fucking hilarious but without further ado let's dive into these nick First one, this is an Am I the Asshole. Am I the Asshole for proposing to my girlfriend with a video game relic instead of a ring and refusing to buy a ring after? Here's the description. My girlfriend and I met in a Skyrim meme page in 2014 and have been together for six years. For those of you who live in Iraq, Skyrim is like, was probably one of the biggest like video games, like role-playing fantasy Lord of the Rings-esque video games of our like high school to early college years. Um, so 2014, this is like very close to peak Skyrim. Last week, back to the description, last week was our anniversary and I decided I wanted to propose. Since we met via Skyrim, I thought I would propose with the Amulet of Mara, which is the symbol that someone is ready for marriage. She doesn't really wear jewelry or anything and has never shown me a ring she likes when we've talked about marriage, so I thought it'd be sweet to have something that brought us together. I set up this whole picnic with our favorite things and when I proposed, she looked sad, not a good sign, and asked about a ring. I told her I thought the amulet of Mara was sweet because we met via Skyrim. The other day, she sat me down and said she thought the amulet was very sweet and she liked it, but she wanted to go ring shopping. I told her I had already bought the necklace and didn't see any reason for a ring since I didn't propose with one. She said she appreciated the sweet gesture, but she really wanted a traditional ring. We got in an argument and it's been tense for the last few days. Am I the asshole? This is a great one. It's so perfectly here's a podcast for you. It's, it's yeah. pure. It's very pure. It's pure. Do you want to go first? Or do you want me to react? Why don't you react? I, they just heard my voice for a long time. Yeah. Look, I think it's a, what I see in this post. I feel a lot of sympathy for for the poster because this seems like something I could do. It's like I thought this would be a sweet gesture. I thought it was gonna be really personal and like you know, inside. But as I've learned in in relationships over the years, there's some things that people hold hold dear. Uh, mm -hmm. and it's important to fill that one, you know, for, in my experience, it is a sentimental card is important mm -hmm. for certain people. And if I like a funny card, maybe it's an inside joke, maybe you're rushed and you got a nice gift and you didn't have time for a card, but like some people, they really want you to do a card. And in this case, it seems like she wants a ring. I don't think you're the asshole. I don't think you're the asshole, but what are the options? The asshole, are, asshole or not? Not asshole. Not is asshole. there is there a middle option? I mean, sure, there's a middle ground. Like I think this one's all middle ground. Not for like, us. Yeah, not for us. My my issue is that I think if it had stopped halfway, and it was like you know I got her this thing, it, thought it was nice, and she was bummed, I'd be like, oh, you're definitely not an asshole. It's a really sweet gesture. The way the poster writes the rest of the thing about, yeah, I guess his girlfriend, or their girlfriend, uh, seemingly being very understanding, but being like, this is something that I want. This is important to mm -hmm. me. Uh, you're kind of the asshole. Like you got our video, 
a video game ring. What do you think? Yeah. Well, dude, it's the amulet of Mara. It's not a ring. You're right. It's a necklace. Yeah. Thanks. Don't want to mislead our listeners. Yeah. In this, I'm going to say, you're totally right about, like, knowing people's tendencies and, like, a sentimental card. Funny. This is a proposal. There's no, you, there's no way around it. You can get creative with the way the proposal is. But it, my thought with this is, like, if you're not going to buy a ring and you're not going to talk to that person to make sure they don't want a ring... You have to be ready to then buy a ring. If you had, it's one thing if you have a conversation. You're like, "Hey, partner, (laughs) what's up, partner? (laughs) Howdy, partner. (laughs) Are you fixing for a traditional brass ring, or are you happy with this cow shoe? (laughs) Has this joke not been made? Because we have to take that huge (laughs) to all these PC cowboys." Um, but Sorry. like, if you don't have that conversation where you clear up, like, hey, is a traditional ring something you want? If you have that conversation and they say no, and then they come, your partner comes back later, he's like, I do want a ring. Then that's a con- then you can talk about that, right? Like, you have a leg to stand on. Not that like you really. It seems like kind of a silly thing. Like, it seems like a really stupid hill to die on, right? Like, it just of all the hills to die on, it's like you're about to ask this person to be with you for the rest of your life. Are you really going to have your first big fight be, like, over the ring? Regardless of that. The fact that you just, like, you just think this person wants this amulet. As soon as they say they want a ring, you haven't had the talk, you've got to get the ring. And this is kind of, the bummer is this kind of plays into, like, stereotypical video game people. Of yes. which I am, like, in one. Which is just kind of an, there's just a, uh, it is stereotypical. And I don't think it's typical. But I think it's the onus that society's put on video game people. There's a lack of people skills. There's a lack of empathy of like not being able to read the fucking room when someone is like, I like what you did for me, but I want a ring. And the video game person getting stuck on like, but this should be enough. But I got you. The The point is the amulet of Mara. The point is the person wants the ring. So you are the asshole and it's fine, but you got to get a ring. You got to get a ring. Yeah. It's hard because on this, I feel like, like, are you an asshole I don't know. You tried, but you failed. And I think you're right, which is like, if you want to marry this person for real, then like this, you got a cave here. You got to get the ring. She's being very understanding. And I'm all, I'm all, I'm all for like marriage is, you know, a tool of the Catholic church to, you know, control us. I'm I'm all for an institution. Totally. I see that. I agree with that. I feel that won't stop me because I'm a sheeple, but I 100% see that it's, it's legit. The, the where this becomes the asshole is as soon as you start arguing back about it where you're like we got an argument it's been tense that's that one sentence is you're the asshole you can do all this shit and have made a mistake but as soon as you're like I'm not getting your ring I got you the amulet of Mara I don't want the fucking amulet of Mara right, nerdy fuck I want a ring yeah I guess I guess when it boils down to the argument it's kind of like I got you this thing because I thought you'd like it it's like if I got you a birthday gift and I was like, I really thought you'd like this. And you're like, well, to be honest, like I already have it or I kind of don't like it. Right. Like, do you mind it's if a, I return it? I was like, yeah, I do mind if you return it. Like, it's I got you that. Like, that's all you're getting. It's also, you're right. And it's also just like, this thing matters so much. Yeah. Like, it's the it's the most important gift you'll ever get It should be the happiest day of your life together. Right. Right. We're, getting, we're like engaged. The, does not matter about the birthday shit. Like, right. right. You always have, you always have next year to make up for it. What's you can't your stance? three years later be like, here's a ring. What's your stance on wedding rings? Do you want a wedding ring? Or are you like a... Yeah. Yeah. Can I make a, 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 a random guess? Yeah. I could kind of see you as like a tattoo ring guy. 
Oh, dude, thank you so much. It's very hard. It's like a it's a hard to move. Also, you yeah. really gotta believe that. Uh... Yeah, that's my worry, which also makes it more likely that I'll do it. <laughs> I, I because it could be a huge mistake. <laughs> no, but I I I like the idea of a rougher, you know, of something a little different. But I wouldn't do like you know the big like blocky rings. Yeah. But I think it. I think it's kind of. I think wedding rings are kind of cool. You know. I think something you can throw. You know, I helped my mom throw hers in the river when I was eighteen. That was kind of a cool moment. So like maybe I can have that moment with my kids. That's a really cool moment. Yeah. And eight ice creams. Eight ice cream sandwiches. Burned a bunch of photos. Threw a ring in the river. See you, Connecticut. River. <laughs> that's dope. I never heard that story. That's a yeah, real. It was. That's a real insider one. It was a real dark time. Yeah, I'm glad you were there though. That's like a cool like. Yeah, we had a good. It was a good moment. It was a good yeah. mom, mom, son moment. Um, um, so I think we're we're kind of agreed, asshole. You gotta. As soon as you start arguing about it, you're kind of an asshole. Yeah. Don't. I agree. Yourself. I agree. You're right. I I think I was I was more willing to be to sympathize with the original poster, and then you were kind of then you really cut it dry of like. I think, sympathize with him until he doesn't get it. Right, and like think of right? the context of this moment. Like you had to, to shake be him. You had to be prepared for her not to love the thing that you loved. Right, because at this point it's just about him. Yeah, it's just he about thinks him. that he thinks the inlet of Mara was a was a great gesture. Yeah. Which is like, yeah, impact versus. But the guy was a fucking Kashyyyk, the freaking cat, cat person in Skyrim. Did you play Skyrim? Dude, obviously I played Skyrim. Who didn't play Skyrim? (laughs) I didn't have, I didn't have a system. Oh, that's such a bummer for you. I know. Skyrim was awesome. Yeah. Skyrim was was cool. cool. I remember going to people's houses and the dragons would come down. Oh, it was cool, man. It was right at the beginning of Game of Thrones too. Yeah. That's tight. Speaking of hills, yeah, and and dying on hills. This is a. Good Am one. I the asshole for abandoning my girlfriend on top of a mountain? Longer one, guys. I know this sounds bad, but hear me out on this one. It wasn't even a big mountain. Basically, I've been going on hikes alone on weekend mornings when my girlfriend eats pancakes. Hence, I'm sensing a little bit of hostility. Already. Yeah, I was gonna say, can we just stop really quick on that? Like, of course. Already, there's 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 some cutting some cutting tone got, on that. Like, you're I've judging no, her. I've got no room for pancake shaming, especially on a Saturday morning. Fuck you want to hike you alone? Want. You want to hike alone? Do you, like fine, but don't shame other people for not for not hiking. Yeah, you don't get to be a martyr about it. Like I hike alone. All right, cool, dude. Do you enjoy it, or do you do it so you can right. rub it in our faces? Continue. I I much I would be much quicker to judge someone who goes outside every weekend, one hundred percent over someone who eats pancakes every weekend. If you go outside every weekend, I don't really trust you. Yeah, I don't know, like. T- I'm not gonna what are you trying to, to prove? Who are you trying to prove? I think something. there's something about being like, I go alone. Like, I do this alone yeah. hiking thing where it's right. like, all right, you're kind of asking to get attacked by a bear or like a mountain lion. Idiot. Yeah. I mean, you ever listen to our podcast and you know those things exist and can yeah. kill you? <laughs> Eating Don't you pan- know outside can kill you? <laughs> I haven't had a pancake in a long time and it sounds nice as shit. Dude, so. I made I made Trader Joe's protein pancakes this morning. Not to brag. I ate protein. Were they good? They were solid. Yeah. That sounds really good. Sorry. Sorry that I interrupted. It's okay, don't do it again. On Sunday, I went to do a peak that's easy if you're a vet like me, but still takes a few hours. Yikes. <laughs> a, a hiking vet. Yeah. Um, obviously, there are people who are better at... There are people who are better... Whatever. You, Call it mountaineering if you're really speaks, good at it. Speaks for itself. I went early so I could be back for the football game at 1. I could not miss this game. So I woke up early to go, and my girlfriend gets up with me and is like, let's do it. And I was like, what? She gives me this whole spiel about trying to get 
about trying to better herself and her body, which she gives me every year, but I still felt obligated to bring her along. Before I agreed, I made sure she understood that it would be challenging and that I was going to be at a brisk pace because I needed to be home in time for the game. I told her that if she wanted, we could do some lighter hikes later this week so she can ease herself into it, but she insisted she could keep up. But of course, it didn't go that way. She fell behind immediately before the real ascent even began. I offered to turn around and tackle it another time, but she insisted she just needed to adjust the altitude change. Nope. It took us over two hours to get up, and she complained and begged for water the entire time. I just want to stop there really quickly. It's just very funny to me. Anytime one person is carrying all the water, and you have to ask, you have to beg for water. You have to be like, please, can I have some water? That's that's funny. (laughs) Objectively, that's funny. We got to the top, and I told her we needed to get down faster than we went up, because if we didn't, I was going to miss kickoff. She got all pissy over that and was like, isn't spending time with me more important than the game? I knew this was bait, so I just said back that I told her the conditions beforehand, and it wasn't respectful for her to slow me down like this. Then she got real mad and basically shrieked across the entire peak that I might as well just leave her up there, and I was so angered and embarrassed by by her that I did. I told her the descent was I told her the descent down was easier, and there were plenty of people around to help her if she needed it, and I headed back down the mountain alone. I felt bad, so I waited for her in the car and watched the game on my phone, and she didn't make it down until the fourth quarter, which I pointed out to her as soon as she opened the door. She won't talk to me. I know my actions were hurtful, but her peak freakout had humiliated me, and I didn't know what else to do. Am I the asshole? And there's an edit that I'll throw in at the end. I mean, Nick, what are your thoughts? Yeah, you're the fucking asshole. Are you serious? Like, I understand, first of all, I understand, like, setting the conditions and stuff like that, but there are certain things that you have to throw people a bone. Like, she clearly wanted to do this activity with you that you hold in such high esteem she's trying to better herself she was vulnerable with you and obviously we all get in situations where you're like i told this person this was gonna happen and it's frustrating that exactly what i said is happening happened that was not the best way to say that it's annoying when you set expectations for someone they're like don't worry it's not going to be like that and then it goes exactly the way you thought but sometimes you just gotta bite your lip like i straight up think they should break up like i don't think (laughs) <laughs> this guy seems like a dick to me. And I will also say, I love sports, and you know that. Some things are more important than sports, yes. I think, and you're, you might disagree with this, and I think you will, missing kickoff for a football game is so not important. You're an idiot. Missing kickoff, it's like, oh, cool. Like, There's such a small chance that someone's going to return over a touchdown, and it immediately goes to commercial. Okay, well, hold on. First of all, we're not talking about just missing the most boring play of the game, right? Like, we're it, what we're saying is, like, you need to be there for the start of the game. Fair. Fair. That's true. He's not He's but not. If you're, like, a little late, like, it's like, I I think football is the, the, the sport where I'm like, it's okay to be the, a little late for. I guess all sports are the sports that it's okay to be a little late for, but... So, yeah, so we disagree on this. And yeah. I think this is going to make me look like an asshole. I think I'm very lucky that we have such a small audience because... I also think once you read the edit, it changes. Yeah. It changes. It'll change. But but so, well, maybe. So for me, this was a weird one. I think this guy sucks. I love your advice of just like, just break up. <laughs> I think they should break <laughs> up. No, just, just break up. And I think you're right. There seems like there's something is not working there. That seems like you're, six, you're like six months of a really not fun time away from a breakup. And then like another six months of sharing a lease. Yeah, like it I sounds, think. you've got... This guy's got cat scratch fever, and he doesn't even know it yet, you know? He's he's scratching to get out, and he's lashing out at people. Which brings me to a point. I think he is an asshole, but I don't know if he is, 
the asshole in this instance. Uh, to be fair, if he is, I think they might both be assholes. And hear me out on this. I really, this is something that I think is easy to criticize from afar. And it's also easy, I think it's easy to take a side from afar. But I think if I was in this position and I told you that if I was this guy and I told you this story, you'd be like, well, so-and-so is being ridiculous. Like that was super uncool. You know, like you told her this was important. You offered alternatives. And like setting those expectations, right? They were then let down. And right then this, there's this whole blow up. I think it's just really important to listen to people, right? Like I do think it's really important to listen. I think it's super important if, if, you're, if you're this guy, if you're this girlfriend and your boyfriend basically tells you like, hey, this is really hard. I really need to do this in this time frame. We can do an easier one today or we can do this later. Like you set all these things up. Like I don't know what else you're supposed to do other than, because I don't think it's really fair for the girlfriend to basically be like, I'm coming, we're gonna be fine. Ignore all lifelines off. You know, this is the classic guy stuck on a roof, water keeps rising, guy in a rowboat comes by, he's like, no, God will save me. You know, Helicurt comes by, he's like, God will save me. You know, Eagle with, you know, agency comes by, he's like, no, God will save me, and he drowns, and God's like, I sent you a rowboat and a helicopter and an eagle, what do you want? Like, guy's giving her lifelines. And at some point, like, I don't, I just don't know. Is it dramatic to leave someone on top of a mountain? Yes. Even if that person asks to be left on the mountain? Yes. Maybe. <laughs> like, I don't know. It, it Like, fights get crazy. But I do think there's a point where it's like, I don't, it's, this guy sucks so clearly. He clearly doesn't love his, he doesn't like, he doesn't even like his girlfriend. And she probably shouldn't be with him. But I do think there's a point where it's like, I don't think it's really, is it fair he left her up there? No. Is it, but is it fair of her to like hijack this thing that he does clearly to get space and then like expect him to like miss something that he cares a lot about? I don't know. I don't think it is. I think I agree with a lot of what you're saying. I just think like once it actually goes into practice of like, yeah, like I think he did all the things right. I mean, I, I don't believe that the way he writes this, that he said it in a graceful way. Uh, understanding no, rational way very very few quotation marks this guy right. is a terrible writer but it's also fine that's besides the point like i totally agree you're with someone and you're like hey i want i'm gonna give you like the facts on what i think this is gonna be like i think about it it's like we're gonna go to this party and here's who's gonna be there or like here's mm -hmm. what i think the party's gonna be like and like you might not like it or you you're xyz i do think though if you and especially when it's like comes to like physical stuff like this where it's like a big hike or like I don't know. I've done it where I've like tried to go surfing with people or shit where I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm sure I can keep up because like I have an inflated sense of myself and then it's like, oh, right. I really can't and I'm holding them back and like in that moment, sure, that person might have been like, this is going to be too hard for Nick but then they're like, you know what, like I'm going to throw him a bone when we're there because like this is going to, this might mean a lot right. to him and in this moment, I think, like while I understand like it sucks that this happened and he probably, I think you have the right to be mad. Right. I think you have the right to bring it up even and be like, hey, this, it was really frustrating to me that like this happened even though I said all these things and you like didn't seem to respect my right. time. I do think flipping out when this person is like, like you have to just have a little flexibility in that to be like, ah, oh, mm -hmm. she's struggling. Like she was wrong. I knew she was going to be wrong. Right. And I'm sure there's situations where she knows I'm going to be wrong and we have to, like I have to give her a little 
leeway. And then, yeah. of course, I'm also biased because I know what the edit says. Right. Well, I think, I think we, I think we, I think we just disagree because yeah. I think, like, I think you're right. I think it's one thing if it's like dangerous. My sense is this was not a dangerous hike. Right. right. I think it's a hard mountain to get up if you haven't hiked before. But I don't think anyone's dying at the top of it. Right. Like, I don't think anyone's getting stranded and dying from exposure anytime soon. But the big, so like, I, I think there's a part of me that wants to go with the argument of like, well, would it be too much to like leave someone at a shopping mall if they were, if he, like, it, I don't think it's crazy to like leave someone someplace if you're in a fight. If you're just like, we need to be away from each other right now. Yeah. You know? Well, I, I, I would never do that because I can't do that. But yes, I, also, I, I recognize that's the right thing to do sometimes. Yeah. I also am really bad at, I'm talking a big game. I have been in many situations where I should have just left and have never, have yeah. never done it. Have never done it. But I hear you. But I, I do, I, I'm becoming more and more on this person's side just because I think in a relationship, it's incredibly important to have your, like, to be able to do your thing in your way. For sure. And I think, like, in this case, if this is the plan of, like, we're going together, right, and we're planning around going together, then that's one thing. That's, we're going surfing together. There's going to have to be some flexibility of, like, right. we're doing this thing together. But from what it sounds like, this is, like, they, he doesn't know that she's coming with him until that morning. And in that case, it kind of feels like a hijacking of like, hey, this is your thing. I'm now, it's not my thing. Like, I want to do this together. But couldn't you have said but no? I think it's, I think it's, I, th I mean, I think he maybe, I don't know from this whether that was an option, but I think you can. That's like, right. I don't I think, think it's, there's some moments you're like, sorry, I'd rather do this by myself. And I think, I think he's kind of trying to do that in right. his, like, giving it sucks because this guy sucks, but it's, like, giving her options. But I just think it kind of sucks to be, like, hey, I want to be, I think it's a really unhealthy part of a relationship to be, like, hey, that's a thing that you like. I need to be involved with that. Like, I need to yeah. be a part of that thing that you do. Regardless of, like, better, like, bettering yourself is great. But at some point, it's, like, you, you need to find, like, a different way. Because this was, like, a hijacking. This is like, I'm going with you. I'm not accepting the other outcomes. You've done, you've communicated to me that like, you have to be back for something, that this is a hard hike. And at some point, it's just not fair. Do I think it's healthy to ever leave someone on a mountain or to like, look at things of like, that's not fair and this is an ultimatum, I'm leaving you here? Not really, but I also don't think it's healthy to like, I think at some point you have to be accountable for your actions. You know, like you have to be able to be like, "Yeah, I fucked up." You know, like I don't know. I don't think it's. I'm, I don't I'm think it's wrong that they got. I guess I'm. Yeah, I, I, I think both are valid or completely valid points of view. I just think right. like there's a difference between like, or at least the way I see it is that like, yeah, I would be really pissed if I were in that situation, and like I'd probably we'd probably get in a huge fight. Right. But like I don't know, this person's struggling and be like, I'm just gonna leave them to like. Sure, even if the mountain's not hard, like, I'm gonna leave them in front of a bunch of strangers, like, that would really piss me off if someone left me. Whenever that has happened in fights with significant others, we'd be like, I'm out of here. I'm like, you just made me look like an asshole in front of everyone. That would really piss me off. Right. But, but I, think, I, 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 think I hear is... what you're saying, which is like, yeah, she right. jumped on the plan, and, like, it was his plan, and she had right. all the inputs, and, the, and he warned her, right. and... Like, right. And I think I think it's different from if he was like, you're going too slowly, I'm leaving you. Right. But from what it sounds like, it's like she gets mad and says, 
he basically, from what it sounds like, and this guy sucks, right? And I know I'm taking his side, so you might be like, oh, Keegan's saying he sucks, but he loves him. Now, this guy sucks, which makes it hard to defend him. But in his words, they get to the top, and he says to her, we need to go down faster than we got up because I'm in a missed kickoff that I've communicated that I want to make. And she just gets mad and says, isn't spending time with me more important than the game? And like that, I don't think is fair. Like this is, it's it's emotional ma manipulation to be like, isn't spending time with me more important than your football game? In any, like, I, that's just not fair. Like you can't, No, I don't think it's, a, I don't think it's a fair thing to say either. I, I will say like, I think you either need to break up or you need to have a, t like it's clear that there is some like, from my from my role as a trained therapist, <laughs> he really wants space from her. She doesn't want space from him. That's a disconnect. You gotta talk about that. You gotta talk about that. Well, because it seems like she was fine with up. space while she was eating pancakes on Saturday mornings, and he was doing his right. hikes. And he sucks. He's I I would want to be friends with this guy. So now the edit, of course, is that he's a, he's edit. Since people are asking, it was the Jets game. Anytime you just say it's the Jets game, we know it's a Jets fan. This makes me feel worse for him. Like, this makes me side with him more. He's a sad it's, person. Maybe not. It's These people, they can't be explained. He's a sad they're person. An, they're an enigma. They're broken. They're broken inside. They, they need to watch the same product over and over again every day to know that it's going to be different. You know, like, you know, as a Bears fan, I know bad football teams. I've seen my fair share of them. The Bears have a way of really snatching victory, sorry, snatching defeat out of the jaws of victory. Um, the Jets really are just, they're just a sad team. And they also have instances of snatching defeat out of the jaws of victory. But I think the Jets just really just are incredible and they continually find new ways to lose. This isn't a football podcast, so we won't get that into it. Obviously, you are a Jets fan. I am. Um, but you, you have, you have... I separate you from other Jets fans because you have done what other Jets fans should do and have not done, which is just given up. Yeah, I don't care about football anymore. Like, they suck. Right, you've let it ruin you. So, I'm so okay with someone being like, oh, you're a Fairweather fan if they get good again. Fine. At least, like, I can do what I... I can, like, watch sports for enjoyment. Right. Where like, is baseball is different. I'm like, really, I really right. care about that team. But the Jets, it's like, these guys are so horrible that it doesn't... Right. It sucks. Like, it's it would suck if football was your favorite sport to watch. Yeah, if they win the Super Bowl, like that'd be great. I'd be really psyched. Right. And if someone's like, "Oh, but you weren't with them," like you know, during the Sam Darnold years, I'd be like, "You're right." Right. I'm sorry, bro. I yeah. missed I missed yeah. kickoff, and I had a nice hike with my girlfriend who was trying. You know, like yeah. I just I I recognize. Yeah. I actually I legitimately think I was like, if you're if, and that's not fair to say because I agree with you, which is like, it's. Her saying, don't you like hanging out with me more than watching your football game, is completely not a, not a right. fair... It's a false She just has agency. Like, she's a person with a brain yeah. who, like, it's a bad... It was just a bad decision all around. I just feel like in that situation, leaving on the top of the mountain versus being like, let's have a fucking fight. I think it's better to have right. a fight. <laughs> like, right. that's a really By unfair leaving... thing to say to me because I told you I had this plan. Right. Right. By I mean, so also we've got implications. Like, is this a playoff game? Right? There's a lot going on. The answer is no. <laughs> like, I'll tell you, uh, unless this was from 2008. Right. It's not. Well, I do I do think that, like, by leaving someone on the mountain, you are basically being like, we could... every Anytime you storm out, you're like, this could be the end. I know it's a hike, but that is kind of saying, like, I'm deserting you. Like, yeah, this person Regardless could be Regardless of whether upset. it was suggested or not. Um, yeah. He said a lot of people were around. I, I totally bet it's just like an, a, a hike. 
she could have made it but i don't know i just feel like it's like kind of a fucking dramatic thing to do but i've also like you've gotten in fights with people at public sometimes you're just like oh for sure you freak out you're just like you just need to like leave each other alone yeah you know because there's that funny thing is like it's sometimes you guys took the same car to the mountain people have dated (laughs) oh yeah yeah that was an oversight but like i some people have dated, but really, like with my mom, where you're just like, if I say something to you, I'm getting yelled at. So I need to just back off. For sure. You know? You know? And like, sometimes you just gotta go to the mountain. So I, I, this guy sucks. It sucks to defend him, but I really have to take that side of being like, I think if you're in a relationship and your partner has something that they do and they, like, regardless of what they communicate to you, that it's like their thing, you gotta respect that. For 100%, I agree. You gotta respect that. I still think also, he's the asshole. I'm gonna go with he's not the. I couldn't really yeah. decide, but I'm gonna go with he's not the asshole. Yeah, it's fair. It makes it makes for better radio. Yeah, I, I think I think he's I think he's fine. I think they need to break up though. I think, I think right. we'll agree on the next one. Yeah, am I the asshole for not letting my girlfriend see what's inside my secret private box? Not innuendo. Description: My girlfriend found my box in the attic. Fortunately, it has a lock on it, but she's been bugging me about it ever since. She keeps asking me what's in it. And I keep telling her that it's just some stuff that are private and personal to me that I don't want to see or talk about. <laughs> uh, that's it. That's the whole post, right? That's the whole post. That's the whole post. I, my the, f- You go first. No, no, no. I want to hear what you have to say. Your first issue, your first misstep here, and really only misstep, is letting your girlfriend know that it's a secret private box. 100%. You just say, oh, that's, that's my grandpa's stuff. I don't you, know where the key know. is. I don't know where the key is. Yeah. You just, you write it off. Yeah. As soon as it's a secret private box, she's going to do whatever it takes to get inside of it. Or he, it does not matter. If I want to know what's in the private box now. Is it a hand? Is it a human hand? Is it a face? Like, as soon as, I, I used to really, you know, 26-year-old Keegan was like, the ideal relationship, the perfect relationship is where everyone tells the truth about everything. And I'm way past that now. Yeah. There are some things you just lie about. Because it's just, we're humans. We're humans. And, like, humans cannot deal. It's it's the same idea of, like, polygamy or having multiple partners. That's just... So I speak from my experience. Like, I could never do that. Not where I'm at now. You know? And it's the same with secrets. Like, I, there are some things I'm just better off not knowing. As having done the relationship thing where it's like, we're going to tell each other everything. We're going to go into full histories. We're going to... Nothing is going to be... It sucks. It's it's a ter- I do not think it's a good idea, and it goes a secret private box. If you got a secret private box, you it is not a secret private box. It's just a it's just a box. I don't know what that is, and you throw it out, and you like it doesn't matter if you have to go track down the garbage truck to the landfill to find the box later. Like you just have to you have to avoid it. As soon as that is out, it's like that you will never hear the end of the secret private box until it's revealed or until you break up. Those well, are your choices. It's reveal or break up. I, I, I don't see a world where that he does not have to reveal what's in the, the private box. He has to. Yeah. It's out of his hands. Yeah. He's got to get rid of the box. Uh, yeah. I I mean, I agree with, to the question, am I the asshole? No, you're not the asshole. Like, you're, yeah, like you said, like, you're allowed to have secrets. Obviously, if you have a secret that's, like, you know, potentially very damaging to the relationship, if, like, in there is, you know, your wedding certificate to your secret family, like, right. you probably shouldn't have that secret. But like, right. if, if it's like a bunch of like, could, the secret could make you an asshole. But you're not an asshole for one for having the box a secret. Yes, hundred percent. Right. 
as someone who, you know, in middle school and early high school had a secret box. Yeah, and you've had secret drawers for your entire secret life. Secret drawers, still have secret drawers, certainly yeah. had a secret box. The stuff in there is always very stupid. It's like fifth grade crushes, you know, like writing their, like, yeah. you know, writing down who likes who. But it's still my secret box. Get out of there. So, yeah, not an asshole. You're allowed to have a secret, but you're, you're also an idiot secret. for letting it be found out. You're so stupid. If you're out there and you've got... you, If you have anything you don't want your significant other to see, you either need to be prepared to lie about it, or you need to be prepared to, like, tell the truth and then throw it out. You know? Because I have things, like, I think it's normal to take the time to, like, get over... You know, like, the thing that I think most about is, like, the things that I keep... that Or, like, keep sounds very intentional. The things that I don't throw out from past relationships whether it's a card or like a photo or something where you're just like not emotionally ready to let go of it yet. I think that's fine, but either have it hidden in a good enough spot where your new relationship and hopefully ideally, right. You want to say like, well, all that stuff should be gone by the time you have a new relationship. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. I'm not going to pretend like it does. So I think either you need to just have that in a spot where like a prying, prying eyes are going to find it. Or you need to be like ready to be straight up of like, oh yeah, that's from I didn't realize I still had that stuff. So not straight up. You need to lie. I didn't realize I still had that stuff. I'm probably just gonna throw it out. I think it's or, like okay to yeah. I think it's okay to have that stuff as long as like you're honest with yourself about why you have it. And then Right. Like when there's a moment where you're like, Oh, if I found this in their drawer, I, would I be bummed? And like, what does it mean to me? Then you get rid of it, you know? Like yeah. but you're allowed to have memories and shit. I don't think that's crazy you know but yeah but you also can't make it such an obvious secret private box oh yeah well i also just think like <laughs> someone finding a box like that box is a lock on it that's weird and you'd be like that's my secret box you are not allowed in yeah it's like oh private box. now i must get into the secret private box that's Being like i don't know there's like, yeah, yeah there's some stuff in there that's like personal to me your it's options all point are reveal throw out no you can't throw it out you no longer can throw it out you can burn the house down and then, like, recover the box and say it was lost. I think you could get rid of it and then be like, next time it comes up, be like, I got rid of it. You'll never know. <laughs> that is true. You could do that. I'm not sure how crazy that would move. go. Yeah. Yeah, it's a crazy move. I, I bet you could do that. I think you have to, I think you have to divulge a little. I think you got to be like, here's the kind of stuff that's in there. Yeah, you have to be like, look. You have I to give an inch. Some... Look, I'm into child porno. And I just it's something that you're better off not knowing because of legal stuff. Right. That's an We inch. do not condone that. We do not condone that. That was a hypothetical situation in which the person should be arrested and is an asshole. Yeah. Did you ever have a secret box? Um. I mean, I guess I had the equivalent of a secret box. Right. You know. What you keep? I've got like a. I mean, I just like had you know it was like a card. I don't think it was a photo because this person I was with didn't like taking photos with me, but I think, so you can already know who it is. <laughs> I think it was like a card and like a jacket, you know, it was like nice gifts um, that I think I was just like not ready to get rid of. I think, and I like lived in my closet and then one day I was like, it's funny that stuff, right? You're just like one day you're like, yeah, I'm ready to get rid of this. Yeah, and the moment you're like, man, I cannot throw this out. And then yeah. the, one day you're like. Actually, yeah, I can. Like, I have stuff now that wouldn't be good for people to find. They'd be like, why do you still have this? And my options would be... It's part of my collection. Light myself on fire or lie. (laughs) Right. Both good options. Both good options. Both might happen anyway. Uh, Nerd Keeks. Let's do a quick Nerd Keeks. Obviously, 
uh, the the Taco Town is our most timely news maybe ever broken intentionally, which is Borat. Borat is out, new Borat. Borat subsequent movie film is out. It is available until November third. You should check it out. We both watched it. We both have thoughts. Nick, what'd you think? I really liked it. I didn't like it as much as the first one, but I also kind of think the shock value of seeing Borat for the first time in theaters and also not like at the time I saw it, I didn't know Borat the character. Yeah. So like, I don't think, you know, you were never going to be able to top introducing a Mawaf into society. Right. What I liked about this one is that I think I, now that I'm older and watching, cause I've, I think I've seen Borat once, like just the first time I saw it in theaters. And yeah. now it's like, I'm so much more enamored of like, I have no idea how he pulls this stuff off. Right. So like, I don't think it was as funny, but I think I was more like, oh my God, like they probably went to such crazy lengths to do that. Yeah. And I thought they were hilarious parts. And then for the most part, I was just kind of like, man, I just kind of wish I knew like the process. Right. You know what I yeah. mean? What'd you think? Uh-huh. Yeah. So I, I agree in some of those ways. Um, this one is, so if for those of you who haven't seen it, he basically goes back to America under the guise of, uh, he's trying to bring a gift to basically, you know, Trump to Michael Pence. It's, it's to win favor for Kazakhstan in the eyes of, you know, the almighty leader of the United States. Um, I agree. I didn't think it was as funny as the first one. Um, I like, I don't know. I don't want to be like a, the douchebag movie guy, but I just thought like a couple things. I think his character is brilliant. Um, it's just so funny. I saw him on Conan and it's just, you know, talking about deleted scenes and it's like the way the guy, like the, the phrasing that Borat uses is just hilarious. Like, you know, we laugh at like, I like sex, you know, and like my wife, like those are the things we laugh at, but it really is brilliant. Like it is brilliantly funny. Oh yeah. How he phrases things, you know, like it just is that Sasha Baron Cohen's mind in like how, you know, the fact that he has this character that people mimic and, like, it's such a distinctive... Like, if you hear phrasing, you know who it... Like, that's crazy. Like, one guy made that up. Yeah, he's a genius. Maybe, maybe a writer's room. Like, he's a genius. And I think that is brilliant. I think the fact that this one had to, like, manufacture a story made it way weaker, mm. you know? And I wish... Like, I agree. There are parts of it that are super funny. And I actually found myself... I actually thought I found myself laugh. The parts I laughed out loud at were at things he said, as opposed to the situations he was in. And that's not because the situations were horrifying. I think I just didn't think the situations were as funny. Um, and I think it was kind of like a lot of it was my mindset has changed. But originally my thought was like, you just kind of tried to do everything you did the first time in a different way. Right? Like the concert is the same as the rodeo. Like, right. There are, there are parallels between them. Yeah that kind of feel tired. And I think I honestly expected, this is kind of something that I changed my mind on, but going into it, knowing like that this was so publicized of like, you need to watch this for the, we're putting this out at this time for a reason. We filmed this in secret. We're putting this out now. I expected it to be harder hitting. Like I, I felt like, I felt like it didn't hit that hard. Right. Like it didn't eviscerate people as much as it should have. You know? Like, I, I thought it, it... And I don't... I think that was because it spent so much time focusing on, like, getting his daughter ready to, to, to gift to Mike Pence and, like, using that as punchline stuff. I just felt like when it actually got down to, like, we're talking with guys who believe COVID is a hoax. I was like, this should... Obviously, those guys kind of get, you know, at the at the concert, right? You kind of... It's pretty damning towards those people and... 
obviously there's a really damning part towards Giuliani, which is crazy and insane and incredibly yeah. creepy and, and is exactly as like a big of a deal as people are making it out to be. But I just felt like it, I felt like it wasn't as hard on people as, as, as I expected it to be. I then read some of his commentary on it and he basically said, you know, what I wanted to do was really point out, and this is obvious if you're not an idiot like me, is like, I wanted to point out why it's so important for women to not vote for Trump. You know, I really want to focus on more feminist issues. And that made more sense to me of like, ah, you kind of already eviscerated like anti-Semitism, white supremacy in your first film. And now you really want to focus on, you know, like women's bodies and, and how like the right perceives them, you know, and it's generally speaking. Um, politicians on the right and some people on the right and I thought it was interesting to look at it from that way and I, and I then was a little bit more forgiving of like ah that you know this was really damning towards people regarding you know how he talks about his daughter how his daughter talks about himself and how people accept that yeah I will say that um, one thing that I think as I'm getting older and I just really and the more I did some research into it and it makes me more skeptical like i want to know more is how he does set these things up because yeah i don't know how like real it is because the people know that they're in a movie right they have to sign a release it's and it's up in the air how specific they are in terms of the movie i think that's like they've gotten in a ton of legal trouble in the past which they've gotten out of for the most part where they're like you're in a documentary about this immigrant etc but they know they're in a movie and so my question is like not to write off every person who's a scumbag in a Borat film. I think is a scumbag in real life. But there is a part of me that wonders like, are they? How much of this are they doing for show? You know, like there's this whole ball scene, right? You know, the Southern Ball where he and his daughter dance. Yeah. And I think how they set that up was they told people to come to that ball because they were filming a ball scene. So then I'm thinking like, there's some crazy stuff said by people on that in regards to like buying his daughter. Right. But I don't know if those people are doing that because they think it's that they're trying to be funny and like that's their and that's damning too if that's their sense of humor but there's just i just need to know a little more i think i need to know a little i would enjoy it more if i knew like how who was in these who's not in. are yeah because i do think they're staged to a certain degree and i think like the concert is was staged more than they they make it seem to be oh and you I think so yeah i think so i, I thought I think that one was like from what I read, it was like, I mean, this is what people said, right? So I don't know who to trust. Yeah. But I think, like, the way his two friends act, the two, like, Republican COVID hoax guys that he becomes buddies with, the way they react to that, I thought was seemed super fake. Well, those and guys are the, like, my biggest questions of the movie, which is, like, all right, what's the reality there? And he talks about, like, being in character, like, staying at their house overnight. Where yeah. I'm like, but there's – so I'm with you. I'm like, there's cameras there. Like – Right. So what do they think they're a part of? Right. Um, from what I saw, it was like from the movie, right? He basically gets on stage. He sings these terrible lyrics. People are fully are throwing up, you know, sea kyles and, you know, want to cut up Obama and stuff like that. Like all stuff like we, I guess, unfortunately, have come to expect at right. Trump rallies. From what the descriptions of it, from what I've seen, and again, I don't know who to trust, is like that basically he got on stage, got booed off stage when they tried to rush it, his security protected him. Right. And that they basically, like, because at some point, right, like the band knows who's singing for them. They, yeah, my understanding. I just kind of find that hard to believe. Yeah. I, I agree that I saw that scene after what I had read, and I was like, the whole thing where he like walks on stage and the guy's like, are you this band? And he's like, hell yeah. Or I was like, that's not real. Right. My under I thought he did, but you're right. It's like, who, what, I don't know if I should believe these, like, these were, like, the initial, like, 
I thought like he had gotten people to sing along and then people realized and that's when the rushing happened. Okay. And like he that brought the be. band, but but you're right. And I and I felt it the most about those two guys where it's like I don't understand I don't understand how they couldn't be actors. Right. Like I it, just yeah, I just he's also like wish... gracious with them in a way that I thought was like if they are real people, I was kinda like, that's respectful. Right. Like he doesn't make fun of them like crazy. No, he doesn't. In the way and that like, he does like Giuliani, which is great. Right, and I do think there's some valuable, maybe, I I don't know, I don't really want to comment on it, because, like, as a straight white guy, there's not much I can say that, like, adds any unique perspective to it, right? And I don't think it, like, I have no idea. Because from my perception, it's like, oh, those guys actually seemed okay, other than, like, their kind of widespread misperceptions about things. Right. But I don't think that's really fair for me to comment on. So I don't know. I think it's hard for me to know... My instinct is, like, had he found a way to incorporate his... I think it would have been hard for him to, to broach the subject he's trying to broach without his daughter in the movie. And I thought she did a great job. I thought she but was I great. But I really, really wish they'd found a way to do it without so much of this narrative... Like, the narrative fluff they had to throw. Because I thought... Throw on it. Because I thought that made it way weaker. I thought it was way weaker that they had to go to the concert to, like, find his daughter. And maybe I have yeah. to rewatch the first one to remember exactly the scope of it. But I felt the same I way. I know I feel that way too. That's why I felt like it was like kind of like a bunch of stunts strung together, as opposed to like like the narrative felt weak to me. And that like I was like, cool. All right, now we're at this concert, and then we're right. going to see Julian. Like all those things in itself, I thought were really funny. But like, yeah, I wasn't as I wasn't as invested in that. That said, I thought the right. daughter was really good. And she's like, hilarious. She like goes toe to toe with Baron Cohen like a way. That's, yeah, and I, like, and I don't think that she. I'm. I, I, I'm not trying to say like she shouldn't have been in it. No, I yeah, just yeah, think, yeah, Like, and maybe we're the assholes like looking at Borat like cinema or like a movie and being like and critiquing it where it's like it's a fucking Borat movie. In which case, yeah, I thought it was good and I thought it was funny. And I yeah, I thought it was really funny. I get you know, but I, I just think like the funny thing about Borat is it's just like this guy who you're like this could not be scripted, right? Right. This, I was, le- the first one I watched it, I was like, how much is this scripted? You know? Yeah. Like, was this all unscripted? Was some of it? Right, this the whole point seemed to be like, look what people do. Like, right. you know, look how, I, This one, lengths. I was way less. I was way less. I was wondering way less. But I was like, yeah, it's scripted. Right. You know? Yeah, I hope- issues, like, he had issues with the, the village that he uses as his home village of, like, these Romanian, it's a Romanian village, and he got sued by them because they didn't yeah. know they were going to be portrayed like that. So I... I think he's brilliant, but I don't know how honest, not to say I don't doubt anything that's being shown is true, but I do wonder, like, are you scripting things to represent the truth or are you representing the truth? Right. No, I agree. I think that's a, I think that's a, a those are fair questions of like, I just, yeah, it starts feeling like reality TV where it's like, wait a second. Like I was really buying into the fact that all this was real and then something takes you out and you're like, oh wait, there could be a full edit of this that like. None of this could have happened in that way. Right. And I think that's kind of the bummer of, like, the stuff leaking about it, about the concert, and about Giuliani early. Like, I really would have loved right. to see that and be like, oh, my God. Like, right. I can't believe they did that as opposed to now, like, having some of the... I feel like we either need to have the whole process or none of the process. Right. It's just right? Like, I think docu- anything that is, like, a mockumentary documentary is hard. Because it yeah. is always, like, you can always edit something... And it's, I think this the bummer is I'm really not trying to defend any of the people that he's attacking because I think they suck. Oh, for sure. Right? And it, but it just is, it's hard when it's, when you then start to try to, you can't really peek partway behind the curtain. I you think know? that's, 
like, that was sort of my like part that took me hard to like suspend my you know my belief yeah you know so yeah. I don't know. I, I still thought I still thought it was great. I thought some of the bits were so funny. I thought yeah, it was and like very how many things can make me laugh out loud anymore. Yeah. Like I, he's just brilliant, and he really is super funny. Yeah, um, and it's also I think it's a mate. Like I guess I'd read a little. I, I didn't know much about him when I first saw Borat. Like he's a real practicing Jew, and like yeah. the stuff he has yeah. people say about Jewish people is insane. Right. Not to say it that it, like all the other horrible stuff people say about all sorts of other groups and genders and you know all that, but like right. he really just sits there as people are like you know right throwing up sick hiles and it's like god that's cr- it's yeah. wild yeah yeah it's wild. now it's yeah he's he is remarkable he is yeah well that was episode 82 for pie here's podcast three here's podcast three happy now episode 82 thank you so much for tuning in thanks for listening we'll be back next week with maybe a romance episode who knows we'll keep you guys guessing maybe a halloween candy bracket who knows i mean who, who knows we honestly don't know at this point so it could be anything next week thank you so much for tuning in shout out to our listeners all over the country love you guys thanks again for uh donating to brett i, I mean something we should have said earlier which you didn't is obviously brett had to hand out um refunds on his venmo and if you somehow don't follow us on social media so you didn't see this is because he raised so much money that basically he couldn't. It could have been campaign fraud had he given that much money um, just from his personal Venmo. So he started an Act Blue campaign. He's asking for people to redonate. Obviously, there's typically some fall off when something like that happens. The goal here is why would there be fall? This is so important. So you know, if you're a happen listener, we would really we expect you and we would really appreciate it if you guys you know remade your donations out to Act Blue. I know it's kind of a pain, but at the end of the day, you're just re-inputting your credit card info into another page. It's not that it's not that much to ask. Also, Act Blue. Um, once you do it once, you can just it saves it forever. Yeah. So like, we love you guys for donating. I feel like the tendency here is to be like, "Whoa, it's a big deal." To, it's not a big deal for us to ask you to do it again. We would really appreciate it if you did it again. Brett would appreciate it. He ran a fucking marathon. It's way harder than anything you have to do to donate. If you've already made the choice to donate, just do it. We love you. We love you. We love you. Thanks for listening, Nick. Here's the podcast. You have an episode eighty-two. Are you happy now? I'm not. Are you happy now? No. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.